I'm hoping that they will come away with a new perspective. And maybe more than education, it's that aha moment. Mm. I named my company Epiphany Capital because an epiphany moment is an aha moment. You say, oh my gosh, I never thought of it that way. Becoming a millionaire isn't just about growing your money. It's also about protecting and preserving your wealth by using the right financial strategies for your situation. Welcome. This is Middle Class Millionaire with John Choi. John has his Master's of Science in Financial Services and is a certified financial planner and the president of Epiphany Capital. Welcome into the podcast. This is Middle Class Millionaire with John Choi, certified financial planner, president at Epiphany Capital. John, welcome into the podcast. Thanks for having me with you as we uh, we launch this thing. Good to uh, good to meet you. Good to talk with you. Uh, thanks for having me, Mark. Appreciate Abs- it. Absolutely. We're going to get this started with uh, a little getting to know you. It's typically how we start with, uh, I think, a good podcast way to do get to know you a little bit, get to know your business a little bit, and uh, and why a podcast, really. I think a lot of people um, are doing these now, obviously. So many people want to know what's, uh, you know, kind of what's the angle that you're taking. And I think for most folks, it's really just to share that information and education about you and your practice and how you can help people get to uh, and through retirement. So we're going to have a good time chatting about this. And We'll just dive right in. So, what what got you uh, what got you going in the financial world? What uh, what kind of turned you on to this industry? Well, interestingly enough, uh, in college, I didn't study finance. My major really? was chemistry. Yeah, my major was chemistry actually, and um, I did not like it at all. <laughs> and <laughs> and I I tried uh, I tried to switch to finance, and the dean's like, "Nah, kid, you're three years in, two and a half years in. Oh no, I forget what it was. She's like, we just graduate, you know, and get out of here. <laughs> that was kind of the attitude. And uh, interesting. So, so I said, yeah, yeah, it was. Um, so what I did was it really fascinated me the the world of the way that money worked, right? Mm-hmm. And and so what I did was I would just go buy books from I forget it was a Barnes and Nobles or whatever bookstore it was. I just buy it with my own money and my own time, and I just study it, and. That's how I really got my, you know, baseline education. And I was like, is this good enough? And I'm looking over my my friends who were in uh who are actual finance and econ majors mm-hmm. and I'm like, This is what they're teaching you? I mean, this is like this was I learned this in the first, you know, two days and you're struggling with this. I don't I don't get it. Oh, I don't know. Man. For for me, kinda like you know, some people are really good at I don't know cooking. It, yeah, Some it people clicks, are good right? At, yeah, yeah. Directions or whatever. I mean, this clicked for me, so I was like, "This is great." And then I was like, "Boy, I wish I could teach this stuff. I wish I could just teach this stuff in high school, right?" Because in in our high schools, there's a saying that says, "Our kids can graduate from high school and be exposed to terms like sine, cosine, and tangent, mm-hmm. and they'll never hear things like equities, fixed income, or diversification." Yeah, and I was like, yeah. Yeah, and then they, they expect you to go to college. They expect you to go to your first job. And then they say, well, here's a 401k. Go ahead and pick your allocations. And you're like, what's going on Which here? most people you do, know? right? We just kind of pick something, usually a target date fund, and we just roll yeah. from there, right? Because we we, our financial education in this country definitely is, is terrible. Absolutely. I mean, it's non-existent. Yeah, true. Is yeah. what it is. Yeah. And I don't know. I think... I think financial education and, and health, those are those are the two big things in our lives. I, 
channel. So yeah, no, I agree with you. That's fascinating. So I like that. We'll definitely, I'm sure, circle back around to those things throughout the podcast as we get this uh, launched and going. So tell me a little bit about Epiphany Capital. So Epiphany Capital was started as an independent registered investment advisor firm, so an RIA. Um, sometimes that doesn't roll off the tongue as right. as well. But yeah, so it was independent. Uh, I did not want to be tied down to one company. I wanted to offer the best of the best. So when someone works for one specific company, I don't know, pick a company, mm, right. they can't have the best in class of everything, right? They don't have the best mutual fund. They don't have the best. They might, but it's it's hard to come in number one in, in the mutual fund world, in the insurance world, in the annuity world, in, in the uh, savings rates okay. world. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's why I wanted to uh, pick and choose. And I wanted to be kind of get best in class for my clients. Yeah. So you, you kind of have the financial buffet table at your disposal, if you will. You can right. kind of go wherever you need to go, do the best thing for the clients. Um, on whatever side that might be. And, and I think that's what people are looking for when you're talking about building a relationship with a financial professional. Uh, that's where people tend to go. And and it's funny that you know you talked about that you didn't go to school for this, but yet you spent so much time and went into it because you're a CFP and that there's a lot of work in that. So you definitely dove, dove into that uh, hardcore and got that certific- certification, which is a, a top notch. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> I hope it's uh, some consolation. I did get my master's in financial services, so <laughs> right. Oh no, yeah, I didn't mean to say that. Thank you for clarifying. Yeah, I don't uh, have my bachelor's in, in financial planning, but you I just do didn't have go back and do the chemistry. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I gotcha. Yeah, so uh, that's fantastic. So um, now you you're out of the Chicagoland area, but you have clients all over, right? So when we're talking about sure. the the company and you, uh, you service folks all around the nation. So that's got to be, and I think. You know, silver lining to COVID, if you want to find one, is the comfortableness that people seem to have now a bit more with doing remote work and even remote conversations with people. I know early on, talking with different advisors when that everything kind of got going in 2020 there, that people were a little hesitant to talk about their, their issues over Zoom, for example, right? But it became a little bit more acceptable and, and um, I guess, less scary. Right. I mean, it, it kind of reminds me back in the day when people would say, don't put your credit card information oh, right. on the internet. Yeah, don't ba- you know? don't bank online. R- right, crazy? right, yeah. right. So it's it was kind of like that. I still prefer meeting people face-to-face, mm-hmm. okay. shaking their hand, yeah. having a meal together. Zoom is great in the sense that I can see and hear and interact with my clients in Florida, with right. my clients right. in Massachusetts, you know, all over, right? For quick so, meetings and things of that nature. Yeah, 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 and it's very easy to uh, share a screen and here's my spreadsheet or here's this, here's this uh, document, whatever. Right. Um, so Zoom is 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 nice, but it really doesn't for me for me now. It doesn't replace a hundred percent of sitting face to face with a client. Yeah, I think most would agree with you, but you know, with the again, if you've got clients all over the country, sometimes maybe a quick meeting or something, it's just more cost effective and time effective for not only you, but for the clients as well. So I just think it's something that's nice to see that we have this other tool available, but I agree with you. Uh, ultimately, you, you want to sit down, shake hands. And, and I think that's what people are looking for in their right. relationship, right? Because they want to be able to I mean, there's a robo advisors and everything under the sun nowadays, right? Is is easy enough to do, but most people, I think, want to have a relationship. Yeah, I I think so. I mean, robos came out how many years ago? Uh, less than a decade ago. Yeah. Um, it really hasn't gained traction. <laughs> Not really. The, no. <laughs> it, 
people are selling it off. Yeah, um, the personal not touches. people, but yeah. the companies that have started it are selling it off. Is there a place for it? Maybe. Maybe, um, yeah. But you, you get what you pay for, right? Very true. Well, let's transition a little bit and talk about you. Just a couple fun things here, since this is a getting to know you initial episode uh, here of Middle Class Millionaire. Uh, and I got to ask you about the title, too. We're going to ask you, I'm going to ask you on that as well. But um, tell me something interesting about you. What, uh, you know, what's, uh, what's your favorite play? What's your favorite thing to do? You have a, a hobby or anything that you enjoy doing? It's so cliche-ish, but I love to golf. <laughs> yeah, all right, there's nothing wrong with that. I love to golf. Yeah, um, that that's that's kind of my um, my stress relief. Uh, sometimes it causes stress, but right. Yeah, uh, you know, it, it's it's been very good for me in terms of my health because uh, I try to walk most of my my rounds. That's you know, yeah. five six miles. The way I hit the ball, sometimes it's seven because I'm zigzagging. <laughs> I, I, but, I can uh, feel your pain there. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, big in the golf, um, and really, that's that's really where my my leisure activity focuses. On. I'd love to be on the water and fish, mm-hmm. but I'm kind of landlocked, and I don't want to go out in Lake Michigan here. So okay, all right. So uh, anything specific about the city you love? What's a what's a Chicago land thing that you really enjoy? Uh, food, food. I was gonna say, <laughs> yeah. give me one. Yeah, yeah, food. Uh, I mean. I travel all, all across our great nation, right? Yeah. And uh, everyone's got their little niches, but I got to tell you, I I grew up here, right? So okay. all I, right. I, I, since since I was a little kid, so I'm used to the the hot dogs. And I was going to say, food. hit me with the hot dog, John. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and the deep dish pizzas. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, I, I like the food. I think the people are, are still, for the most part, pretty friendly, pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Midwest Values. So, yeah, this yeah. is home for me. There you go. Fantastic. So, let, uh, the name. Where, what's up with the name here? Where, what got you thinking about this as the name for the podcast, Middle Class Millionaire? Okay. So, it, I put a lot of thought into it, and, mm-hmm. and I'm going to break it down for you. Uh, I love just it, by a little the bit. way. Thank you. Yeah. So, Middle Class, um, you know, it, it's not being defined as, you know, by the IRS or the Department of, of Labor or whatever. It's, it's not someone that makes, you know, between $62,500 and $74,800. It, it has nothing to do with that. Okay. It's it's really uh, got to do with our upbringing. Uh, I was really brought up in a middle-class household. We turned off the lights when we left the room. Uh, we watched our money. We shopped for value. We comparison shopped. Maybe a little too much, right? Um, right. But, but, you know, for the most part, you know, I didn't grow up with a silver spoon in my mouth. Not a lot of people did. And so I think middle class for me is, is the guy that, that has money. Uh, maybe upper middle class is, is a better way to phrase it. But it's, it's a guy that has money but doesn't flaunt it. I mean, he's just, remember the book Millionaire Next Door? It's the guy in the mm-hmm. jeans and the T-shirt and driving a pickup truck, driving a seven-year-old car. I saw yeah. one of these. There's a there's a guy at my golf club. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. There there's two guys. Uh, they drive the same car. It's 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 hilarious. One guy's <laughs> probably worth ten million. Yep. Uh, and another guy's worth probably about hundred and fifty million dollars. Wow. You know what they drive? They drive 
probably a three or four year old Honda CRV. Yeah, it's the it's the Sam Walton thing. Uh, when I was 15, 15 or sixteen, my first job was at a Walmart. You know, uh, just you know, in high school, right type of thing. And we they opened a new location, and the you know Mr. Sam Walton, who was the original founder of Walmart, uh, came to the some of those uh, openings, and he came in his pickup truck and cool. the whole nine yards. But he was yeah, he was loaded. Same thing. I mean, look at Warren Buffett. I mean, you see Jeff Bezos, right? He's driving his Honda Accord. So I think it, it's more... Well, now he's got his it, $500 million yacht, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, now he's upper class, right? That's right. So, yeah. so really, my, my I, I mean, look, it, these guys won't, won't ever be a, a client of mine that, you know, that I am... Right going to attract in this uh, on a podcast like that okay right, so right. um but it's it's really the the middle america bread and butter yep. like i said upper middle class is probably a a better way to describe it and millionaire it's the mindset right sure. of the yeah. millionaire it's the uh, hard work it's the dedication it's refining your craft it's what millionaires do not your not the net worth in your bank account but it's you know are you a millionaire up here right so that's I try to marry those two and say, you know, do you have good values? Are you from the real world, right? Not yeah. upper class. You didn't grow up like, you know, like the uh, Kennedys or the sure. Vanderbilts sure. or you know whoever, right? So, well, I think most of us are middle class, right? right? And and we and we right. millionaire is a is a is something we kind of aspire to. I mean, think about how many retirees, pre-retirees say, well, I got to get to that million to retire kind of thing. And and it may not be the right way of looking at it, but I think it does give a nice, it, it's a nice brass ring. It is. <laughs> you know? It is. But like I said, it's it's um, it's more of a mentality. Yeah. And if like you have the right one. mentality, you you will get to that millionaire um, in your net worth. No, no doubt about it. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's a little easier than I think people realize sometimes too. So, well, that's great. I mean, I think we're going to have fun on this podcast. I'm looking forward to chatting with you. Uh, I'll ask one more question and we'll leave it with this. What's kind of the, uh, what do you hope people take from the show as we move forward? Education. Um, I'm hoping that they will come away with a new perspective and maybe more than education. It's that aha moment. Mm. I named my company Epiphany Capital because an epiphany moment is an aha moment. You say, oh my gosh, I never thought of it that way. Yeah. So I, I'm hoping that the things that I say, the, the different tools that I use, because I don't use tr- the traditional stocks, bonds, mutual fund tools. I, I do, but that, that's not my bread and butter. Sure. And we'll get into that in future episodes. Absolutely. But it's more alternative to those investments. And when I say alternative, I'm not talking Bitcoin, okay? I'm, I'm, I'm talking legit stuff, <laughs> right, right? Right, So epiphany is, I, I hope they get these epiphanies, these aha moments, and, and they say, boy, I never thought of it that way. That's a very interesting, outside-the-box way of thinking. So that's what I'm hoping for. That's fantastic. Well, folks, uh, we appreciate you checking out this first episode. Now, typically what will happen is we'll have more episodes here online, so you can subscribe to the podcast, and that way you can catch future episodes as they come out, as well as check out the earlier episodes, of course, this being our first one. And there's a couple things you could do. You can type in middle class millionaire in the search box of whatever app you like to use. For example, if you're an Apple user, you probably already have Apple Podcasts pre-installed on your phone. Just open up that app and type that in the search box. You'll be able to find it that way. Or of course, whether it's Google or Spotify, same kind of thing. But you can also just stop by John's website as well to learn more about him, tools, tips, resources. Uh, There'll be links and all that good kind of stuff to the show as well and to the podcast page, I'm quite sure. So johnchoy.net. That's John C-H-O-I dot net. John spelled the traditional way, J-O-H-N. 
And if you've got some questions or need some help, always reach out to a qualified professional like John before you take any action on anything you hear on our show or any others. Again, he is a certified financial planner, and it's about clarity, direction, and confidence here on Middle Class Millionaire. John, thanks for your time, my friend. Look forward to talking to you soon. Great talking to you, Mark. Take care. Absolutely. We'll see you next time right here on Middle Class Millionaire with John Choi. Epiphany Capital is a registered investment advisor, RIA, located in the state of Illinois. Epiphany Capital provides investment advisory and related services for clients nationally. Epiphany Capital will maintain all applicable registration and licenses as required by various states in which Epiphany Capital conducts business, as applicable. Epiphany Capital renders individualized responses to persons in a particular state only after complying with all regulatory requirements or pursuant to an applicable state exemption or exclusion. 